Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Yes, even without heat games, we've still got programming. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. The same is true at FiveReasonsSports.com. You don't need to hit the subscribe button, but there you can just get on the website without a paywall. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Mentioning this one, you can do it during the finals or any of the baseball games. It's called Better Edge. It's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com backslash five reasons. I know that's a lot to get to, but it's betteredge.com backslash the number five reasons. They'll give you $20 to play. And this is peer-to-peer betting. So this is social betting. It's also legal betting in the state of Florida, right? And everywhere else, which you don't get with a lot of the other sites. So go to Better Edge. You can get the line that you want. They've got a special tournament for the finals that's going on right now. So make sure that you sign up. Again, it's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com backslash five reasons. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. we got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We may have Greg Sylvander. I'm not really sure. He's kind of head faked a bunch of times today, but we'll see if he joins us. We're going to start uh, player breakdowns at the end of the season, and we're not going to do like every player on the roster. I don't think that we need 30 minutes on Haywood Highsmith, so we will combine some of those players as we go forward, but we're going to start with some of the key guys, the ones who are in the news that we think are worthy of individual episodes. I also recommend that you check out Brady Hawk's article it you can find it on the website at five reasonsports.com where he breaks down all of the players so go to five reasonsports.com uh get the breakdown on all the players and what they did well and maybe did that what didn't go so well this season we're not going to start with jimmy butler today that felt like sort of the obvious choice because you know but we've talked so much jimmy i, I want to let that one settle uh here a little bit we did get into on the last episode with the exit interviews even though uh kyle lowry did not speak to the media that day he spoke the previous night we did get into what was said about Kyle Lowry by Eric Spolstra, where he made, made the comment flat out, you know, Kyle's going to get in the best shape of his life, which uh, felt like, you know, a bit of a challenge to a certain degree. Um, I don't know if it's a mandate. We'll see as the offseason goes on. But we are going to get into his play, um, not just obviously the conditioning and all that, but just sort of where this went this season, because I, I feel like this is a complicated one to evaluate because 
in a lot of ways, Kyle Lowry kept this team afloat uh, during certain patches of the season. So that's a plus in his favor. In other ways, uh, he missed a lot of time because of a personal reason that we're not going to get into, but we certainly respect. And then he managed to stay reasonably healthy throughout the season until the playoffs. And he hadn't really played that well in a couple of games before he got hurt. Then he did get hurt. And then everything was downhill from there. And so uh, with the exception of one solid game, which was game six, of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, He obviously really struggled in game five. He struggled in game seven. And this can't be discussed without the context of the contract, which the Miami Heat competed with several other teams, including the Dallas Mavericks, to a certain degree, the Philadelphia 76ers, the New Orleans Pelicans, to sign Kyle Lowry for three seasons at a significant number. And now Heat fans are beginning to wonder, not just did they get the payoff in the first season, but what are the actual chances of getting it in the next two seasons? Um, I'm going to go first to Brady on this just to kind of reveal what you discussed in the article itself. Yeah, I think there are a couple things to it. You hit on a lot of it. Uh, the main thing, I guess, with looking forward is the Eric Spolstra comment where he basically threw out there uh, that he thinks Kyle will be come back in the best shape of his life because I think that comes back uh, to all of this, like that kind of sums it all up. If he comes back in the best shape of his career, as Eric Spolster said, then he's healthier by playoff time. Then, you know, obviously injuries could happen at any time, but that's kind of the big piece here. Uh, in terms of basketball wise, what we saw, like you mentioned, he had a hot pocket to the season. Like it felt like there were times he did carry the team when Jimmy was out and he had, we kept saying he was better with all the, the undrafted guys because the run that he made was with Gabe Vincent and Omer Yurtsman and all these guys. Uh, But I think the issue at times this season, especially in the playoffs, was that I wish I had came up with the number again that we talked about earlier in the season. But that number that I brought up on a podcast was that he just wasn't getting to the rim a ton this season. Like he was getting there and he just wasn't taking a lot of attempts. It was like one of the last out of like 80 players in the league in terms of pick and roll, ball handling, getting to the rim and not taking the shot. I think that's a big element here where we talk about uh, maybe injury or maybe uh, a certain kind of protocol of, of getting in shape where he doesn't have that same burst at the age he is now. And I think that's when you say, okay, you get to that point, that's pretty obvious thing in terms of just natural evolution, but where's the pull-up shooting? And then that's when it all comes together. Because if you don't have that, the pull-up shooting can save you. There was pockets of this season as well, especially in the playoffs where uh, Kyle Lowry had the pull-up with the bad pick and roll and he just wasn't taking it. it, lost them a couple of games because he just wasn't taking it because it just restricts this heat offense. Like they're already – had trouble in the half court, and then that stuff restricts you even more. Uh, so I think in terms of that type of stuff, I think that's just moving forward. You have to evaluate it. But I think there's the element of the contract-wise. I know there's the element of people talking about trades with Kyle Lowry and, and the next stuff like that. Like, Kyle Lowry came to the heat because of Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy Butler is friends with Kyle Lowry, and that's why he is here. Unless it's because last resort, you need to throw him into a trade deal to get that top-tier star – like Kyle Lowry isn't going anywhere. So I think that needs to be set out first as well. So now it's about trying to maximize him. And I think the way to maximize him is, I guess, first is getting that star-powered whale. Second of all, if that's not there, you go to the next option and you find the trades to kind of round out this roster. But individually, uh, I think that's kind of the thing. It's just preserving him in the regular season enough. Because if Jimmy's uh, – part of Jimmy's big playoff run this year was that he was, he was healthy. Like he was ready to go even when he had the, the injury at the end of the season. Of the, of the playoffs, he was still pretty fresh. And I think that's the issue. They have to allow Kyle Lowry to be fresh. And I don't know if that means 
Uh, they had enough depth for it, but and he missed some games, but I think he just has to be in that Jimmy type of fresh range to really have, I guess, a maximized postseason. Yeah, I think that's the thing, Alex. It's this balance, right? Like Heat fans wanted to see more of Kyle during the regular season. And again, there was the, you know, the issue that no one was anticipating that he missed time for, I think, three separate times. Uh, but then again, the more that you see him in the regular season, there's more of, a, of an issue of this cropping up in the playoffs. And I'm just having troubles kind of separating what was Kyle kind of hitting the wall, maybe from an age perspective a little bit, because look, he wouldn't be the first. We kind of saw it with Goran the previous season. Um, and that wasn't conditioning. I mean, that was just, that was age and wear and other things along those lines and coming off of that foot injury. Uh, but in Kyle's case, like, I don't know how much of this is, is age and how much of it was just directly attributable to the injury. I mean, we'll never know. Yeah, and I think that's kind of going to be the question, right, when it comes to addressing his role and, you know, what to do with the roster. Not that I'm there as far as trading him, but those conversations have already been brought up, not only by fans, but by media members, because it's kind of like the, you know, that was their big acquisition last summer. It wasn't their only one. You know, the P.J. Tucker one was a huge one. They ended up getting uh, improved play uh, from guys who are already on the team. And uh, they signed Caleb Martin as well, who ended up being a nice player for them. But Kyle was the big one, right? And then for him to have kind of, I think, an underwhelming season, just as far as overall production when it comes to a lot of Heat fans, because I, I thought he actually had a pretty strong regular season uh, considering he, he played uh, 63 games, but all the missed games were, I believe, due to personal reasons, if I remember that correctly. I don't know if any of them were due to injury. I, I, I may be misremembering that, but I think he had a pretty strong regular season was uh, kind of one of the most important reasons they were able to stay afloat during that time when Jimmy and Bam were both out and when guys were constantly in and out. Uh, so I, the problem was he took less, he took fewer shots in the regular season than he did uh, in the Raptors years. I was just looking up all the numbers and then in the playoffs took even fewer shots and we know what ended up happening, right? Like he got injured very early on and that, that kind of colors all of this. And that's essentially what it comes down to. But I, it, it I don't think that if he was right, it would have ended up going down like that. I think he is somebody who was built to step up in the playoffs. And I know that he had kind of an up and down reputation before, but when comparing his regular season this season to uh, others in the past with the like, it wasn't very different. The only thing that was, that was uh, I think worse was the usage rating and just the amount of shots taken, right? Everything else, uh, the rim percentages, the mid-range uh, mid percentages, three-point percentage, everything was right about where it's been for the past few years. Uh, assist to turnover ratio, all that. Really, it's about the amount of shots he's taken. We expected that to go up during the playoffs, and it went the other way. So I think essentially it's do you have faith in him to kind of go back to the guy he was in the playoffs before, which is giving you around 15, 16 points a game. Uh, including that that's what he did for the past few years for the Raptors. Like, do you think he's going to go back to that or is he going to keep being, let's see what he was this uh, for the playoffs this, this season, eight points, 4.7 assists, 3.6 rebounds uh, below 30% from the field, below 30% from three, which one of those two is going to be the version that you get in the playoffs going forward. And I think that's why I'm a little bit more optimistic. Like, I just don't think he's going to continue to be that guy, but of course, like he's 36, he had a bad hamstring, who knows, like, when that's going to happen again, if it's going to be a recurring thing, is there just going to be a different injury every time? And that's where that heat Twitter paranoia comes from. I get it. It happened with Goron. Goron hit the wall. 
I'm not there yet. I think Lowry is somebody who's just a really good player in general. You got to add to it and you got to hope he's better next season because they definitely can't win with him being like that. And despite being like that, <laughs> they almost got to the finals, man. Well, that's the, that's, that's the crazy thing, right? Like the major move that they made, if you just look at the context of team performance, they got to a level I think that most people would have been okay with. I, I think that part of this, though, is you're looking at the roster and you're saying, would you have been better off with a former two-way who's on a minimum contract playing more of the minutes in the playoffs? Oh, than the speaking guy of that, I, I have a stat on that that's actually going to back up what you're saying. Uh, so during the season, they were, I think, uh, two points better with Kyle on the floor than without. And it was a plus uh, five overall, and it was like a plus two point something without him. That ended up being the inverse in the playoffs. So they were about two and a half times better without Kyle on the floor than with, even though they, you know, both are positive. They were they were better without Kyle during the playoffs, as far as you know. That that's what the the numbers are saying. But the question again is, are they better because Kyle was diminished at that point, or are they better because? We have an ascendant player that we're watching here in Gabe Vincent who can take some of those responsibilities. I, I think, you know, that's going to be the question. The offseason. I, I obviously Kyle Lowry is going to enter next season as the starter, but if you're not getting consistent performance, then it's almost to me going to be a one, one, a situation next season where you're kind of expecting Kyle to miss 20 games and that Gabe Vincent's going to be a starter for those games. Again, assuming both are here, which is what we're doing. So I, I, I just think that, you know, Gabe Vincent, I was saying this the other day, like other than Jimmy Butler, Gabe Vincent is probably the only heat player that like totally escaped criticism in the playoffs, right? Like Bam did, Kyle did, Tyler did. Uh, I mean, Caleb's minutes were limited, but I mean, there was some question. PJ really didn't get criticized. I mean, he kind of fell apart a little bit towards the end, but uh, PJ might be the other exception there, but everybody else did. I mean, uh, every other, I mean, Struess did for the shooting for a couple games. Duncan did for just not being, sort of playable. Um, so we're, we're talking about all these guys. Gabe was the guy who, who kind of, we say the playoffs tell he was up to most, of, even though his percentages were down, he was up to most of the moments of the playoffs. I, I want to go a little bit forward here uh, with a thought exercise with these guys uh, as we go forward. And then we'll give Kyle kind of a final grade uh, for this overall season. Before we do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. Uh, our friends over at You Break Wheel Fix. We talk about culture here all the time. Talk about the big three. They got a culture there, and they got the big three of, of uh, wheel services. Repair, refinish, and the custom wheel specialist. They got over 20 years of experience. They just moved to a new location in North Miami, a bigger location. Check it out on the website at youbreakwheelfix.com. That's the letter U, breakwheelfix.com, or you break wheel Fix on Instagram. You get up to, again, uh, $5,000 financing, no credit check, okay, on a new set of wheels if you do it there. They also offer all of your favorite brands. They offer all the colors. You can get the Vice colors if you want that as well. So check out You Break Wheel Fix. It's 305-748-0112. Uh, reach out to Mark and the crew. Mention five reasons. You'll get a discount as well. Again, it's the letter U, Break Wheel Fix. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Changing the way that you see wheels. Also, we always want to mention our fantasy partner here. It's prizepicks.com. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, it's FIVE. You don't need to play it all at once. You can play it this week on the NBA Finals. They got a bunch of cool props on there. I know people don't really want to watch this series, obviously, because it's a little hard at this stage because you think the Heat should be there. But if you're going to watch it, at least try to make some money. So go to Prize Picks. You can download it from the Google Play Store. You can also download it uh, from the App Store as well or from the website. So go to Prize Picks. The big thing is make sure you use that code five. All right. So before we move on to kind of the thought exercise, uh, real quick here, let, let's do grades on Kyle Lowry's overall season. And we say the playoffs tell, so we got to include the playoffs here, guys. Um, you know, his numbers were pretty consistent with what I expected this season. I think it didn't happen exactly the way that I expected. Um, I'm, I'm, and, and I think the other thing we should do as we kind of go forward is, I think the grade should be somewhat relative to expectations. I don't know if we want to make it relative to contract also, but let's just do relative to expectations. I, I'm kind of between honestly a B minus and a C plus for Kyle. Um, I think the weighting on the playoffs leans it towards C plus, even though I obviously recognize a lot of the important things he did for the organization for Gabe's development for BAM when they played together, carrying them during certain stretches. I don't want to, I don't want to really give him a demerit for the missed time because it's a personal issue uh, that he was dealing with. So I'm not going to do that. But I, I just think to me, he was kind of a B based on expectations going into the postseason. But I, I don't know. He's straddling the line between C plus and B minus for me after the playoffs. Brady, is that fair? Yeah, it's definitely fair. I was going to say, because I honestly didn't know what range you guys were going to go in. I was immediately thinking B minus. That was immediately uh, my thought. And it's just the X, you said expectations. And I think it was more about the expectations heading into the postseason. Like that's where it kind of lands for me. And it's not even on him, as we keep saying, like a lot of it could be injury based. Uh, but looking back, Alex was talking about the numbers compared to the year Toronto won the championship and, and Kyle Lowry made the run uh, to win a championship. His numbers in the postseason or in the regular season, I mean, were exactly the same as they were this year for Miami in the regular season. The difference was that the postseason numbers were just completely different. Like I'm looking at these, these games that year and he has a 26 point game that closed down the finals, a 23 point game, a 30 point game, in the second round, 20, 22. Like he had so many big remember memorable games in that postseason that I think that's what the expectations was to a, to a certain degree. Like they weren't expecting that level of production, but they were supposed to be games. There was one game. I remember game six that we remember very recently the Jimmy Butler 47-point game, Kyle Lowry had a big 18-point performance. And if you had a couple of those, like 18 points isn't asking for the 30s that he put up that year. The 18 points is exactly what they needed. They got it once, uh, and I think that's where it lands. And I think a B-minus is pretty fair for this season. Uh, and I guess that lowers, I guess, expectations heading into next season. So it, maybe it changes the bar and the scale heading into next year. Alex? That's essentially where I'm at, too. Like, I think if I had to split it up, it would be regular season, B-plus, playoffs, C, C-plus, maybe. I don't know. And so that averages out to about a B-minus. So that's kind of where I'm at. I just think uh, relative to expectations, I think B-plus, A-minus at best for the regular season, just because I think they were much better with them than without. And I think he was, you know, a really good addition for this team. And like Brady said, I, I think you had 
bigger expectations for the playoffs. If he was going to turn it up, we're always going to quote uh, what he said, the real season stuff, right? Like it's, it's the playoffs are the real season and it, it completely turned around. And I don't really believe that we're going to see that again. I, th- I really do think it was a, a kind of a hurt thing. He just w- wasn't that guy. Like all the data points to him being much, much, much worse in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. And I don't think that was the case uh, for those Raptors years. And I get it. He had some bad shooting games for the Raptors sometimes, but that's not the way that this team is built on one where Kyle Lowry is taking the first or second most shots on the team. Right. Uh, I think that was kind of the case until the Kawhi stuff happened. And so I think he's in a different role now. He's been in the same role that I think he was since that first Kawhi season, like Brady mentioned, the numbers were very similar. And I think that's kind of a role that he's still very much built for, but none of the shots were falling when you're 36 with a hamstring injury. It just looks like, yeah, your legs are not there, man. Like everything fell off a cliff. When you look at the numbers, I didn't even realize how bad they were. How, how bad those shooting percentages were. And yeah, Brady mentioned all the big games that um that he had throughout the, that that uh, championship run. And it, I'm sure he had many other big games throughout the Raptors years. He had one this time, right? And I think he ended up having a nice little run at the end of game seven. He was making stuff happen. But other than that huge performance in game six where he, where he looked awesome, I think the rest of the playoffs were very up and down. And I say that kind of generously because it was mostly down. Like I think he was still a helpful uh, player out there, but they were not necessarily better with him. Like I think, and I was looking up the numbers that while you were doing the the ad read, you know the numbers, <laughs> the numbers also point to them being a lot better with Gabe Vincent on the floor in the playoffs. It was like uh, it's a plus nine net rating with him on and a negative one without, and then uh, them playing him playing with Kyle negative seven point seventy seven. Everything points to Kyle was terrible in the playoffs. How much do you? believe in that happening again if he's feeling right at this point i think that's the question right that's the thing and i did just there's no way to know i one of the problems with the seasons when you go so deep into the playoffs and then you got to start over again it it's going to feel next year the whole regular season just like a death march because it's going to be we're going to be saying nothing matters until they get to that point again right i think for him and tyler Right, exactly. And I, I hate that about regular seasons because it takes the meaning out of them in a lot of different ways. But that's kind of where we're at, particularly if they bring back a similar group. And, and it's, it's going to be and it's it does remind me in some ways of what we dealt with after the 2020 finals. They got to the 2020 finals then the whole next year, like this pod was difficult because it was like, OK, like nothing matters until they prove that they could do what they did in the bubble and they get back to that same point. And so and they didn't, of course, they just got to the first round and got swept. That's going to be much the case with Kyle next year. Like there'll be a lot of talk if he comes to camp in better shape and how good he looks and how more, I asked him about being more acclimated this year, knowing his teammates better. All of that stuff is going to look better. Right. And, and I just think that, um, you know, but then we're going to get to a point where it's like, OK, does he continue? Does he play 70 games? Does he continue to deliver during the season? And then we're still going to say it doesn't matter until we see if he can improve on what he did in the playoffs this year and get through an entire year. So it's not the best scenario, but it's kind of where we're at. All right. I do want to throw a hypothetical at these guys, but we're going to do it here in a second. Uh, before we do one more sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends are at Therapist Preferred Premium CBD for rest, for recovery. They got all of it the tincture, the sports cream. The gummies taste really good. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. 
Use that code. You get 25% off at therapistpreferred.com for all of your premium CBD. All right, here's a hypothetical for you guys. Um, I'll just ask this, this point blank question. Now that we know the situation that the Heat are in, two more years of this contract, he helped you get to a certain point. He helped you get the number one seed, but obviously he didn't help you get over the hump in any way. So I'll just ask real flatly here, Alex. I mean, if, if that trade is sitting there again for the Heat, like the one they made last offseason, not just the trade, but the compensation, uh, everything that went along with it, if you're the Heat, do you do it again? Do you trade? Absolutely. Okay, Precious Dragic in the pick. I think that's still, that's still a pretty damn good price, man. I really do. And again, like I was saying before, it comes down to how much you feel, whether it's him hitting a wall and it's kind of like that uh, infamous uh, old point guard thing where it's only going to get worse from here. I guess the most recent one that comes to mind is like Kemba Walker, where he was really effective for the Celtics at one point and then very quickly wasn't. I'm not sure that we're there yet. Like, I think we got to see more. I think everything points to the injury, right? And I, I like it's... I understand that people don't want to hear that. That the everybody says the same thing that everybody's banged up during the playoffs. Understanding all that, it's just really hard to think otherwise. Like I just think he was such a he was such a productive, helpful player during the season, and it's really unfortunate that that happened to him. And I'm it, it's just, and I know he had a tough year uh, personally as well. Like I just think everything points to him being a completely different player in the playoffs and shooting career lows. Like I'm, I mean, I haven't. <laughs> brought up the numbers but again it was like 20 it was in the low 20s from three high 20s uh field goal percentage for the playoffs like i just don't think he's that guy like i think he's a lot better than that they were much better without him during the playoffs i'm not sure that that's going to happen again i would absolutely do the trade again and also as far as talking trades for the future i think he's here to stay man <laughs> whether he fans like it or not like it's not just the whole jimmy relationship thing i think the organization and uh the coach are behind him. I think he's a winning player. He's a win now player. And I think that's why he said it was a waste of a year. Cause like you said, Ethan, it's like that whole March through the regular season, which is very much a March for him where he didn't even get to play with the full team for half of those games while he was out there playing with Tyler O'Mara and Max. Like uh, I think it's frustrating when you go out that way and it's like, everything goes wrong at the worst time. So I still think he's a good player. I know everybody's uh, being a little bit harsh with him right now. It, it just went out in a really bad way. Like I think, it's an ugly look, man, like especially because it's the first season. But also, like I said, man, game seven of the finals in the first season with Kyle after you were just swept in the first round last season. So it's hard for me to really be too down on him when everything kind of points to the injury being the most important thing as far as what changed in his production. Like I, I expected more shots. Everything went around. I mean, turned around in, in the worst way. And um, maybe it's just my the quote unquote toxic positivity again. I don't know if that happens again. You know, I don't know if he plays that badly again. I would do the trade again if I if I had the choice. Well, yeah, I think the other thing about a trade is you got to evaluate. Okay, would the players that you well, first thing that's what I'm talking about. Well, there, there's an opportunity cost. Okay, which is is there something else that you could have done, right? And there really wasn't anything. I mean, we can go back and look, but I I think at the time it was pretty clear. If you wanted a point guard, you were talking about Kyle Lowry or basically what Spencer Dinwiddie, right? I mean, to a certain degree. I mean, there wasn't that much out there on the market. So that's part of it, obviously the Jimmy part of it, but then it's also, what did you give up and would they have helped? 
Well, Precious, I don't know how he would have developed in Miami this year, and I don't think it would have helped Bam, which is really the big issue. P.J. Tucker, would have, once they signed P.J. Tucker, which they were going to do most likely anyway or try to, uh, Precious's minutes would have evaporated. Maybe he would have played some off the bench, but that would have been pretty much it. And, and then Dragic, I mean, they had an opportunity at Dragic. I mean, right? I mean, they could have signed Dragic. He wanted to play in Miami. He literally was at the conference finals. <laughs> like, he's living in Miami. He was hanging out at 11 after the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. Like, he's here. They could have had. So it's not like, oh, we lost Dragic. We could. They had the opportunity to bring him back. And, I, and the reason they didn't bring him back in large part was because they're trusting Gabe Vincent. And that kind of paid off. So I, I think when you just look at it, that perspective, I don't think the trade itself is problematic. I think there's the possibility of in a year or two, the cost of Kyle Lowry becomes problematic if you can't move him or he, again, he can't play consistently, but Brady, I'll go to you. Would you do it again? Yes. 100%. I'm, I'm even thinking about, I'm taking that version of Kyle that just finished off in game seven over precious at you and Goran Dragic in those spots. Like I just am like, that's where I'm at right now. Like I think he just gives you more to this team. Uh, and I think he just helps you more in, in winning time. And I think the biggest thing of it all, if you're going back hypothetically to say, are you making this trade? Jimmy Butler was just swept out of the first round after having a big time series in the bubble in the championship goes, follows up that year. And the heat were swept out of the first round. You're appeasing your star player. Like that's what this is. That's why you're keeping Kyle Lowry around anyway. Even if uh, some of this stuff is here to stay as he's aging. Uh, I feel like that's the big thing right now as well. Like you're appeasing your star player. Everything is being built around Jimmy Butler. So if we're saying hypothetically, I think you do. A, Jimmy Butler isn't the Pat Riley up top that's making all decisions. He's not going to be the one moving around all the pieces, but you're going to piece him in that way to say, we're not going to keep this team that basically did just run it back and get swept. We're not going to run it back again and not do that Lowry trade, even if we're looking at hindsight. So yes, I, I do it again. And I think we are kind of over harping on the way it ended in the postseason with the injury that uh, he still helped this team in a lot of ways of getting a point guard. Like they, they missed a point guard all these years. As good as Gabe Vincent was in many of those spots, he still isn't a primary point guard. Like they needed at times just a point guard to be in the building. Uh, so I do do that every, uh, 10 out of 10 times. All right. We're going to get to Tyler Hero in the next episode, provided that Pat Riley doesn't speak between now and then. So you can put that one uh on your calendar i don't people don't have calendars any day these days they don't hang them up on the wall but you can whatever but just write it down somewhere we're gonna do tyler hero next uh so we'll get into him then we'll get into bam jimmy and then we'll start to kind of group some of the players together as we go thanks to brady thanks to alex thanks to our sponsors better edge b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com backslash five r five reasons excuse me use the code five rsn therapistpreferred.com to save 25 percent Prize picks, use the code 5FIVE, get your initial deposit matched up to $100, and visit our friends over at Ubreak Wheel Fix. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.